it doesn't matter if you're the fan that paid 50 bucks and you have like top level, you know, like highest level seats, or if you maybe you're an owner <laughs> and you're down in the front row, you'll see it all the time on NBA. People are sitting there in the front row, hands are on their phones while the game's going on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesomeings Podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Awesomeings Podcast. Thanks so much for taking your time out to listen to this episode. Per usual, I always say this. I'm excited to sit down and hear another cool startup story with some friends here in Lexington. Go back with one of my old personal trainers from uh, from Proof Fitness a couple years ago, James, and then his counterpart, Brittany. We're going to be talking about a lot of sports today. So before we dive in, Ravon is another company in the Awesome Inc. Fellowship Program this year, 2021. We're really excited to see where they will go, considering they applied, went through five across, and then here we are today. So I'm going to shut up. James, Brittany, introduce yourself. Talk about you guys. I can't wait to hear what's going to what happened today. Hello. Hi, I'm Brittany. Um, so I guess the most interesting thing about me is that I have five kids, um, 19, 17, almost 13, 11, and eight. So I'm super busy. I also work for Ravon Sports. I'm the vice president and co-founder of that. So I am extremely busy. James Clark, president, co-founder of Ravon Sports. Uh, Lexington born, native, been here almost all my life. That's how me and Garrett met. <laughs> yeah, like you said, worked at Proof, got started with this. Uh, been interested in sports all my life. Um, as far as interesting things about me, I've hiked the Tetons, been, you know, I like going out and doing stuff. I don't know what else. No, that, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So, first question is going to be a, a very easy softball question. We're talking about sports. What are both y'all's sports backgrounds? Any collegiate play? I was a high school athlete and then, you know, peaked when I was 17. What about you guys? Um, I got a little bit farther than 17. Um, so I actually was a swimmer at UK walk on for a hair of time. Um, got out of that my sophomore year. What, you know, walk on wasn't scholarship, lots of time commitment, you know, school got to take precedent, but I had a great time doing it. Uh, learned a lot, lots of training. You, you get to learn how far you can physically push yourself. But that was kind of my intro into sports from that. I got into the personal training side of it, you know, kinesiology undergrad, got into the physical side, went back for my master's, um, for sports operations management. Um, and then COVID hit and then started talking with Brittany and some, some other people. And that's how we started forming up this company. Sweet. Brittany, what about you? Any uh, collegiate play for yourself? Uh, so I know it's hard to tell. You can't see it by this podcast, but I'm five feet tall. So definitely no collegiate play. And if you've ever seen me walk, I can barely do that. So definitely not coordinated <laughs> in that way. So maybe like those who can't do love, which is definitely it. I kind of married into the life. My husband is a super fan. And my mom told me that if I didn't start liking sports, that we would have nothing to talk about. She was right. So I just really got into it. I am crazy about sports now. Um, I'm a marketer by trade. So not necessarily in the sports industry, but, you know, I have all I've been a super fan for a really long time. So it was a perfect fit for me to get to work on this project. I love it. That's awesome. James, I uh, this got off the cuff. So swimming, how uh, how difficult was it to be a college swimmer? It's not easy. Well, I, I mean, you are training constantly. It is a lot of just it's it's completely physical. People think, you know, oh, 
because you're in the water, it's fun. Everybody does it, you know, during the summers and stuff. That's not how swimming, once you get up nope. to that level, works. Nope. Um, you're talking about weights three times a week for an hour and a half. After that, you're going to the pool for 45 minutes. Then you're coming back again that same day for hour and a half, two-hour practices. Saturdays, you're doing six-mile practices, stuff like that, trying to do training. You're doing cross-training, running, ab work, hypoxic drills, so you learn how to hold your breath a long time and have your heart rate at 180. It's not easy. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Just so the, the great, the biggest thing for me, like when I tell me is like, go try to run a mile, Okay. hold your breath for 20 seconds, breathe for five seconds and do it for an entire mile. That's what training and swimming can be like. That sounds like hell. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a cousin who's, who raced against Michael Phelps up at, at Fort Ohio state. He's a freak athlete. Wow. And then a uh, shout out Lincoln. And then my friend of mine, Preston, Ohio, he was like, he's 19 and he was, train for Olympics, but gave it up. He's yeah, mm -hmm. it's just intense. So I, I've, I I've never been a swimmer. I will myself. say, I mean, I was swimming years ago. The mindset has changed for the better. It's a lot more weights, you know, power motions, that type of thing. You're not in the pool unless you're doing distance swimming. You know, if you're doing the hundreds, 200s, 50, the relays, it's a lot more intensive training, doing sprint work. You're not doing the two and a half hour practices in the pool. You're saving your shoulders finally. Uh, so the training methods and that mindset on the coaching side has definitely improved in my opinion. Yeah. So cool. So you guys give me a little bit of your sports background, Brittany, I'm not surprised to hear that you were a collegiate athlete. Yeah. Just kidding. So <laughs> tell me what big time is basketball player. big time. Yeah. For setting five foot tall. Yeah. Five uh, foot tall. What is, is Rayvon? I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to dive into, to what your, your software is, but yeah, what is Rayvon? So Rayvon sports, it's a fan driven sports platform. All we cover is sports. That's it. Right? That's it. Okay. So we got four leagues, or we're going to end up with four leagues in there. Um, NCAA men's basketball, which is about to start. That was our flagship. Um, we've been covering it for about two years. Uh, NFL is going on right now. We have that covered. We're working on having NCAA uh, football up and running here in the next couple of weeks. Most of that has been selfish on us, right? UK football is one of the best years ever. We're from here. We're from Lexington. We're big fans. We were like, we, we got to get the build done, push it out before this season's over because more for us as fans, like we want to be on there and using it too. Um, and then NBA is on there. So we got the big four, right? Um, really the entire reason behind it was sports fans need a place to actually get together, talk about stuff, which um, isn't pressed by league incentives. So like if you go on other apps or any, you know, anywhere else, you're getting a lot of advertising material and stuff like that. That's from the league. Fans don't really care about it. Not, not too much like, I don't care how many pairs of shoes a player has, stuff like that, or what the announcers on NFL Sunday are like wearing, what suits they have. I just don't care. Like I care about the teams, the players, the league. That's it. And like what's going on. So we wanted to give them a place to talk about that and to engage with each other. And that's really, that's the, that's the pitch. What is the problem you two have acknowledged that the sports world has you know, like that you found related to fan engagement, because that's what Raven ultimately is uh, is focusing on. So what we found is that there are teams out there that have a gigantic fan base, but there is no place for those teams. UK football is crushing it this year. I'm super Six excited about oh, that. What the I heck? know, I know, it's crazy. But if you've been a fan for a long time, then you know that we all haven't always had seasons like that. But we still had a fan base that cared whether or not we got blown out or whether or not we won big. There wasn't a place for that. It's not like ESPN was always hyping us up. You know, it didn't 
happen? What about, you know, if you're a team in the NFL that sucks all the time or a team in the NBA, but you still have a fan base. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the Jets are having a rough year. But so, um, you know, where is a place for all that? There's not. If you get on Twitter, you know, everything is kind of heavily populated. And again, if you're not a big team, you're not really getting talked about. We wanted to create a place for super fans just like us, a place where they could connect, where they could trash talk, go crazy. You know, I have five kids. If we're losing, it's not like I can just start cussing and screaming the way I want to. So this has really given me a way to kind of vent that frustration in a healthy way that, you know, keeps everybody safe in my house so that my kids aren't freaking out too. So that's part of the, you know, it's been beneficial to me, but we really felt like, you know, everything that was out there right now in the sports market was just the same. You know, every, all the content is really league driven content. So it's what they want to talk about. You know, sometimes it's political. It's what somebody's wearing. Oh my gosh, who cares? You know, that's not what I want to talk about. They get to choose what the highlights are. It's not always what you would think is a highlight. Maybe there is a crazy, I love kicks. I love crazy kicks. Those aren't things that always get talked about. So we wanted to create a place where fans could decide, you know, what they thought was cool, what they thought was, you know, fun, and that they could really be the drivers of the content that they wanted. And so that's really how the app came about. And then when COVID hit, we realized that this was, there was even more of a need for that because fans couldn't really connect with each other the same way. And to be honest, you can't go to every single home game. So the app is really good to keep fans connected. So we are building a sports platform that is a fan-driven sports platform. Boom, here we go. So Yeah, there there you go. That's pretty much the, the synopsis of it. Yeah, um, like we said, UK football has been crazy this year. We're hoping to have NCAA football up by the Tennessee game. Um, but yeah, fun fact on that one, if, if anybody's been paying attention. Yeah, we're 6-0. Um, first time we have a better record than Alabama since 2007 when Nick Saban took over. That was his first year. That's always been fun. That's a fun little fact there. But um, yeah, to her point, um, most of the highlights that you see, it's either going to be scoring touchdowns, stuff like that. It's really whatever the league and ESPN decide what a highlight is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Last night's game, perfect example. Uh, Eagles, Tampa Bay, one of the best plays of the game, probably never made a highlight reel. It was Sammy Watkins catch into into the end zone. So he goes up, Randy Moss, I'll catch double coverage, reaches over the back, catches it, only gets one foot in. So it's not a touchdown. I don't think that play ever made a highlight reel anywhere, but it was probably one of the best catches of the game by far. Um, so that was, you know, we really wanted to give fans a voice and like let them actually be able to vote on plays. That was one of our first features that we came out with. And so we have like a play-by-play in there, just like you have ESPN, uh, but it segments it out. Describes all the plays in detail, color codes it for the players, for the team, so everyone knows who's on what team. You can vote on it. Good, bad. You hate the call. You hate the penalty. You think it was dumb. Um, coach taunting. review. Taunt, taunting. Are you taunt, tired yeah. of the taunting Taunting flags. has been a big thing. Uh, but, yeah, you can you can like the best plays or you can hate the calls. And you can comment on the individual play. So you can go and say, that was the greatest catch I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't understand why it's taunting just to celebrate in front of somebody. Right. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. You can start those conversations around individual plays. So that was our, like our first feature and how we came up with stuff. Um, we started with NCAA basketball, built that out. Unfortunately, when we started up the company, yes, COVID was still going on. We had all of our marketing and everything set for March Madness. Got canceled the year that we wanted to, to release it. Um, yeah, this, the setbacks on the marketing side and the timeline 
was has been the was the biggest thing for us. Everything's getting back to normal. So we have better outlook, everything, you know, fans are back in stadiums. All the, you know, the schedules are set. We're good to go there. But when we first started out, that was like one of the hardest things we had to deal with was just like, you know, the governing bodies. They didn't know like what to do because this was an unprecedented thing in sports, you know, 80 days without any sports, longest time in, in history to not have sports. Um, but yeah, we had everything built out, got canceled. We kind of sat around for a bit. Thankfully, the NBA came out and they said, we're going to do the bubble. We're going to, you know, $20 million, stick it in there. And uh, we're going to have our league. We're going to have playoffs. So then we started building out the NBA. Um, similar structure in the app, votes, everything like that. We, uh, that was when we started coming up with, um, we wanted ideas of how people could talk, you know, directly to each other, not through comment threads, but more of just like open style, just like we're doing right here. Like if you were going to be sitting right next to each other, because we knew at least for the next year, no fans were going to be in stadiums, right? Um, and you, most people probably wouldn't go to each other's houses to like watch the games. So we wanted to, to reinvent how people could communicate around games, just like if you were sitting next to somebody or you were tailgating, we wanted to give them that experience. So that's when we came up with the sideline chats, which is like the second big feature. Um, it sits inside the same page on the app. You can switch between the play-by-play -play and that really easily. And it's really just an open blog style chat. Um, and then... You know, that was a lot of fun for us, especially during the NBA. Uh, all of the UK players had great years in the bubble. It was like the greatest yeah, thing was. to watch the, all the UK players in the, the bubble. The bubble was <laughs> awesome that year. So I think what is really special about our chats, too, is that the chats revolve around an individual game. So, you know, a lot of chat rooms that are out there are just kind of all in one. So they're for, you know, every sport or they're, you know, just all NBA chats where you can just talk about NBA. But these revolve around an individual game. So if you get inside the chat room, it's going to be fans from either side of those two teams. So that's really fun because you can get in there and trash talk the other team. You can, you know, cheer when you're winning. You know, last year when UK had a horrible basketball season, gave me a good place to vent. You know, so we thought that that was really a fun way for everybody to still feel like they are right next to each other. So it's a text-based chat. You know, we think that people don't necessarily want to watch something visual while they're also trying to watch the game, but you will sit there on your phone and text somebody like you would in a group text message. So we want it to have that kind of feel. We want there to be authentic conversations around the game that are really driven by the fans. So... We kind of beta tested this last year during the NCAA tournament, and we had so much fun. It was a great time doing it. The color coding is really nice because it associates the players with either home or away, so you always know who's for either team. For UK players, when we get a new roster every year, it really helps us because then I automatically know who our team is. And for NCAA tournament, when you watch all the games and you might not know what players go to Georgia or whatever, it, easy, it easily tells you. So the chat rooms are really fun. So we tested an idea that we could have, you know, people host these chats. So James and I played host for, you know, this first round of it. They were a lot of fun, but we also found out that uh, we weren't influencers and so that we weren't going to be able to drive traffic to the app just based on people coming to listen to us talk. So we um, kind of rethought about this. We knew that it was still a good idea. So our next idea was hosted chats. So for the NFL, we have started this where we have found these amazing podcasters and sports influencers who are super fans for their team. And we have found some really great hosts for these chats. So inside these sideline chats, we call them these battle chats, and we have a host for each team. So last night when the Bucks played the Eagles, we had a fantastic chat. We had two great hosts in there. So they kind of just drive the conversation. They answer questions. 
accents. They're dropping their sports knowledge. They're usually really funny. Um, It's a really great way to kind of connect with people if you love podcasts, which I really do. It's a good way to find some new sports podcasts from people that you might not know. And it really kind of keeps people engaged during the game. So whether or not you're in the stands or you can't be there, it's a really great way for you to be able to have a conversation with other people that care about the same thing that you do. Mm -hmm. So you guys are telling me all about the different features, the chat rooms, voting on calls, the taunting. Good Lord. So (laughs) what, what have you guys realized with smartphones being around, you know, the last, you know, 20, 20, like 15, 20 years, whatever the actual like start date was, how have they influenced watching sports as a fan, sports media? And again, why, why is Ravon choosing to utilize what most people might deem as a distraction from being engaged? Right. So, um, basically smartphones have turned into that secondary mobile screen, right? Anything that you can get on your TV, you can now get on your phone. So if people are in the stands, you know, whatever else is going on, unless the game is like absolutely the most captivating thing going on, they're going to be on their phones, taking pictures, posting on Instagram. Some people are checking emails, um, you know, whatever else is going to be getting on Twitter. They're checking other media, even around the thing that they're there to watch at some points. Maybe it's halftime. Maybe it's timeouts. Maybe it's, you're getting blown out by 21 points and you're a little bit bored. And you're kind of checked out of the yeah, game. And you're yeah. kind of <laughs> checked out of the game. Um, but you see it everywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're the fan that paid 50 bucks and you have like top level, you know, like highest level seats, or if you, maybe you're an owner <laughs> and you're down in the front row, you'll see it all the time on NBA. People are sitting there in the front row, hands are on their phones while the game's going on, right? For like whatever that reason's going to be. So that second screen phenomenon is our, our way of creating something that's engaging to them, even around the game that they're, they're watching if they're there at home. That's the idea behind why uh, ever you know we're pushing into the mobile spot for that super cool so i am gonna admit that i am not engaged in fantasy football and a lot of the, the cool sports hype you know the league and all stuff it's just not my forte what does competition look like for ravon from maybe sports content you get on your phones or maybe different outlets um actually i'm gonna let Brittany say i've talked a little bit too much i want Brittany to t- do this one okay uh so Everybody can tell you that knows me, I downloaded every single sports app when we started doing this and just saw what everything was out there. There's not really anything that's super engaging. If you get on there for fantasy, you're changing your lineup around, you're kind of checking things and you're jumping right off. You're not staying on there for hours at a time. The same way if you're reading something about a team, you're getting on there, you're kind of reading it. I mean, you're not going to stay on there for five hours at a time. So nothing was really super engaging. It was nothing that I would have used, you know, I don't play fantasy sports either, and I don't bet. So those aren't my kind of sports apps. I want to be able to talk to people. I want to be able to cheer on my team. So there wasn't really anything out there for me. So that's really what we thought about right now. So there, you know, there are other sports apps. There are ones that do fantasy betting. There are ones that do, you know, video chat kind of battling, you know, there, but there is nothing that is really revolved around in-game engagement. There's nothing that is just hyper-focused on that one time during the live game other than betting apps, which, again, you're not going to use very long. They're not really revolved around, you know, fans talking about what's going on. And Twitter is not very nice for that. It's very clunky. If you get on there and you post a tweet, the problem with that is that there are all these people that are globbing on to these trending hashtags. And so they're posting a picture about something that's not about the Ravens and the Vikings game, but you're getting their nonsense picture because they're trying to get 
get big and use those hashtags. So you can't really start a conversation that way. You know, Facebook, you can think what you want about it, but people are getting crazy on there and they, you know, they don't really engage in the same way. There isn't really a place like that. So I've tried everything. There are a lot of sports apps that do a lot of great things, but it's kind of piecemeal, you know, but this is really like a Twitter discord just for sports. This is really just a platform for people that just love sports. If you love cooking, it's not for you. If you love whatever else, this is not for you. But if you are a super sports fan, then this platform is definitely for you. You will be able to find something on our app that you like, that's interesting to you. You know, we have some other plans to put, you know, cool content on there, really fan driven content that keeps people engaged. Wow, that was crazy. Okay, all right. (laughs) So you can tell I'm tired. I've got a lot of kids, so I don't call them by their correct names. So sometimes the words don't come out of my mouth. Fantastic. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so to her point, um, really the difference between what our platform is trying to do versus, you know, Bleacher Report or anything else like that, that's a sports app, is if you get on Twitter Bleacher Report, you're getting pushed a lot of content. And unless you know exactly how to use the platform and you are, you have to go search for what you specifically want to get, which can take forever, or you might not even ever find it. Um, That's kind of the difference with our app is if you get on our app, you go follow the teams you want, and then you get pushed to what that content is around those teams, right? We're going to bring it to you as long as we know what team you want to follow and what team you want to watch and follow. And that's kind of the good thing. You don't have to know all these different hashtags in order to find the rooms or search discord for the sports personalities that you want to find in order to get into their room, right? Um, You can get into the chat around the game and then be talking to people back and forth banter. Um, It's not like you put out a tweet and then like wait to see if somebody finds it interesting. You're going to, it's just like a massive text chain with your friends, right? And that's really the goal of those sideline chats. And then the voting features are just your way of expressing, like, I, I care more about a, you know, a punt return than a field goal, than a touchdown, than an interception. You get to choose what you, you know, you get to express what you feel like is the important parts of a game. Like a lot of people, third down stops, people go crazy over that in the last fourth quarter, right? That is like one of the biggest things we see people, you know, it's not like it's a tackle for like loss of two yards. Doesn't look doesn't look impressive on like a play by play text, but it might be one of the most important plays of the game, and people will vote on that over, you know, the first touchdown of the game or you know something like that. So it you know it, that's really the important part for us. And what we love too is that as our user base grows and we get a lot of votes, what the algorithm will do on our app is it will tell them what the fan voted play of the week is and what the worst call is, but it'll be fan driven. So if everybody just hates this foul and they're so pissed about it, then that'll be the one that, and a lot of them are going to be taunting ones. I'm sure of that. So it's just a really good way to be able to interact with other people. And if you're commenting on one specific play, it's just a thread about that play. And there isn't anything out there on Twitter where you could just talk about a touchdown or a missed kick. And there were a bunch of them last week and they were nuts. So if that's your thing, which it is kind of my thing, then you can just get in there and bitch about it. So whatever it is, whatever sports thing is your jam, like we have it for you. And so we just really wanted to create a place where there are other super fans like us, where you could have real conversations, where you're just bullshitting with your friends like you would be if you're sitting next to them in your house. And that's really what our um, podcast super 
super fan hosts are doing too. We have talked to all of them. You know, we handpick all of them because we want this app to have a really cool feel, to feel really authentic for people, to feel like these people would be cool people to hang out with. They're not somebody that I would want to hang out with then. They're not on our podcast list, so we get to pick and choose yeah, who they are. That's great. Yeah, all the hosts, they're homegrown fans. Like they they're either, so much fun. Yeah, they either grew up watching that team. Like they're that team that they're covering is their team. It's not yeah. like they just got into broadcasting and they're like, well, I kind of got to sign this one, right? They, you know, our Falcons coach, <laughs> coach, host, <laughs> the Falcons host is amazing. Uh, he's basically like lived in Georgia like his whole life. And that's all he covers is just like the Falcons. And he's not syndicated or anything like that. Um, and he knows way more about the Falcons than probably anybody I've ever talked to. <laughs> the Eagles game was so much fun. I mean, we had a host in there. He's fantastic. He hangs right in there no matter what is going on with the Eagles. And they were just biffing some things real crazy last night. But he was hanging in there. He was mad. I mean, and that's the fun thing, too, is that they talk trash about their own team if they're losing. It's just a really good time. So if you want to have a place where you can kind of hang out and talk with other fans and you can't go to the game, or even if you can, we've had a couple of hosts that actually host live from the game because they have season ticket holders. So we, the Washington host for the Washington football team, he always hosts live when there's a home game. And that's really cool because if you're not there, he talks about the crowd and what it's like there. And so I think that's a really neat thing. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, they talk about everything. I mean, we don't cover fantasy embedding, but every people talk about that in the chat all the time about, you know, before the game starts, is the over-under going to hit? What do you think about the spreads? Um, I this like XYZ quarterback, I need 27 points from him to win today. You know, stuff. So everything gets talked about in those chats. This is fun and just easy for me to sit back and listen. You guys can talk all yep. day. Um, it's sports. If you can't talk about it all day, like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of good things going on in sports right now too. There to are, talk there about. are. Yeah. So yeah, last yeah, NBA starting to kick off. That's uh, oh, they are sweet. LA lost to the Kings last night. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh man. After all their hype, well, I mean, but hype. it's still like pre. I mean, it's still like preseason. Like game one isn't for a bit, but yeah, I'm excited about the Heat. <laughs> I'm a huge yeah. Tyler Hero fan okay. and Bam Adebayo fan, so I've got yeah. The Heat and the Knicks are. I mean, they've be just become UK's teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like the Suns too. I love Devin Booker. I'm a big fan of that too. But I actually have a Tyler Hero jersey that I bought for myself as a birthday gift. And I wear that bad boy all the time. Yeah, that was that was one of the jokes when we were starting the chats for NBA. Because I mean, basketball, just because we did like local marketing um, first, we get a, like mostly basketball fans. We're, we're building out into the NFL markets and everything else like that. But we get a lot of basketball fans during <laughs> during the bu- the bubble season leading up into the, the last playoffs. I mean, the biggest joke that we like heard because a lot of people are UK fans. We know it doesn't matter who wins or loses. UK players are getting a ring. Like, you know, yet there's somebody from UK that was going to win. Yeah, it is kind of weird to think there is a lot of truth to that, Yeah, (laughs) which is is also so exciting to see. One of my favorite things is now being in my mid 20s, looking back. uh, And again, we're talking about Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo and some of these UK players that were in school when I was in college or right after when I graduated, they were there. You get to watch them progress where a lot of a lot of people like me. I love college football. That's my favorite sport. Uh, I'm a a Buckeye fan. I got a lot of family in Ohio grew up watching it. Sorry if that upsets (laughs) y'all. No, but. You watch a lot of people, people for a season or two, and then you never hear from them again. Or they, they don't do anything with their career. But it's cool for us as Kentucky fans. We get to watch really these kids because, you know, at home you're yelling at an 18-year-old to make a basket or you're yelling at a 20-year-old to make a tackle. But we get to watch them grow up mature. 
and, oh, yeah. and what they love, which I think is really, really cool. I do too. And I don't think, I, I mean, really no other state or team, you know, college team gets to have that. Nobody else has a coach Cal and nobody else has put as many players into the NBA as we have. So nobody else has the benefit of that. And it's awesome. You get to follow them around. And that's one thing that, you know, I follow so many teams inside of our app because I love everybody. I don't have a pro team for basketball, at least. So I just follow players. So, you know, I'm super excited for how well that they're doing. He really, Coach Cal does a really good job of getting them ready to play at that kind of next level. And I think that they also do a lot of good things for the state that they're in. You hear about all the charity work that they do and how, you know, most of them are really good pillars of their community and try to do good things. And I think that's something that people don't always realize that he also does for them. He helps them be sound people. And when they go to these big franchises, you know, they don't embarrass them. They're not, you know— primarily acting crazy or doing a bunch of wild stuff, you know, they're really doing good things for the communities that he, you know, that they get drafted into. And I think that's another good thing too. It's great for our state. I can't wait for college basketball to come back. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. I've been so excited about football season. It's been awesome. This has just been, this is, I mean, this is just sports time right now. And I'm a Bengals fan and we've started winning some games. So, I, I mean, like we've been winning we're playing so well. Joe Burrow is awesome. This is like the year for sports in my household. Yeah. It's really exciting. So so building off that, what would you guys say is the most exciting thing that has happened for the Ravon team in the last few months? Um, the last few months. So being a, you know, getting, being a part of the fellowship has been a big plus for us. Some, like having the resources and kind of the reach has been great for us on the communication side, building more relationships on the for the business and stuff like that. Um we're starting to get, you know see lots of trends in the marketing the uh having the the hosts for the sideline chats and partnering with them and doing marketing you know most of them we we basically do hands off with them we're like we want you to come on and host give us you know give us your time we'll help promote you we we cross promote and grow each other a lot of them even without us like asking will do post up like get on the Ravon app, do this. So we're starting to see other people promote us, which is fantastic. And like on their handles, they are they're putting like contributor for like Ravon Sports. We've never asked them to do that, but at the same time, yeah, you know, really it is cool. true. <laughs> it is actually pretty cool. Um, some of them, you know, they have like writers' gigs on the sides and stuff like that. So that has been probably one of the most exciting things for us, where we're just seeing organic growth finally from all the. We stopped counting hours, but um, <laughs> from all the hours that we put in. Yeah. So all that's that been great. pretty sweet. When sports kind of, you know, fell apart, that was really, that was a good time for us because it kind of helped us rethink what we were doing. And we thought about it and we added the chat feature, which, you know, is really special to me. So I was really excited about that. But just going from that to really being able to see this start to turn into something is just really cool. This is something that I've loved. I was the first person that downloaded the app when it was inside the app store. So it's my baby. I've cried about it, cussed over it, gotten super emotional about it. I love it. So just seeing other people love it and get their feedback and getting in these chats and seeing people use it, it just gets you, it gets me really excited about it. And being a part of the fellowship program, one, it's super cool because not everybody gets in. So we were real excited when we got our email saying that we got to be a part of it. And we didn't know what that meant. But getting here that first day where we got to meet all the other entrepreneurs, that community too, as a business owner, it's so exciting. And all of us, you know, as business owners feel blessed to be able to do the things that we do. But it's difficult. You know, there's no paved road for you. Nobody's here telling you make this decision. 
and don't make that one and getting other people to kind of vent with, to kind of cry with, to kind of bat ideas around with that community. Everybody was awesome. Getting to hear everybody else's pitches and see what is new and cool coming out of Kentucky. There are some amazing entrepreneurs in this state and Kentucky is really paving the way some for some really cool projects. And I'm just super cool to be next to those people and get to see all that stuff. So that's been really awesome. But just getting to watch this kind of grow in this way, we were like, is this a good idea? We think this is a good idea. And then other people being like, yeah, we think this is really cool. It's just a real, it's neat. I'm super excited about it. I'm glad it. to hear that. And one of the things that's funny is we, you'll, you'll hear people who have the craziest idea and you're like, who would ever use this? But, you know, it can be a success. Yeah. You know, we'll use an example everyone always uses, Airbnb and Uber, those things. But then you guys aren't doing anything revolutionary in the sense it's never been done before, but you're just helping people connect in a way that they've never been able to. Yeah. And it's just cool to see how much traction, how much growth and excitement is is in there. Mm-hmm. So you guys are part of the fellowship. We have said that a few times. What is one thing or maybe a few things that you're looking to accomplish throughout the remainder of your time in the fellowship? Uh, the biggest thing for us is, yes, we have to do user growth. Um, we uh, have all the, the business connections, that type of thing. We want to, throughout the, through the end of the fellowship, we want to build out the platform a little bit more. Um, we're, you know, starting to do funding raises, that type of thing. Um, so we want to be able to get, you know, big four in there. We want to build out soccer. It's one of the, the biggest growing sports uh, on there. And, you know, on the funding side of it, uh, that's primarily our, our goal for like the first quarter is we want to, you know, get in front of people, talk to them about the ideas and start to get the monetary investment that we need to really push everything as fast as we want to, because it's sports. Like you, you, you got to try to work your way pretty quick because there's always somebody on your heels trying to do something, you know? And there, you know, there are a lot of up and coming companies in Kentucky. And so just being a part of that, like kind of fast track for these businesses, that's what I'm really excited about the networking. You know, there are a lot of resources that Awesome Inc. gives to people in their fellowship. You've got to get in to know what they are, but you know, they give you a lot of great resources and just support and just huge cheerleaders for these businesses, which is kind of how I am as a person in life. So I love that. And, you know, when you're inside this building, everybody's in a good mood and everybody's just super excited about the things that they're working on. So that kind of electricity that you feel when you're working around creative, like-minded people is just really neat. And being in this space and getting to hear about everything that's happening and getting support when things aren't going well. And sometimes you're too close to your idea. And sometimes it's something so small and someone's like, what if you did this? And you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Why didn't I think of that? I need that. So just sometimes one, sometimes I'm too hard on myself. So people, you know, getting other entrepreneurs that have been there makes you feel better and then just getting ideas and having them help you think about things in a different way because you're not always able to do that for yourself and I love that that's really how I kind of thrive in business is kind of that you know process with talking to a bunch of different people that's cool uh caveat is Lexington getting a football club I heard that for soccer for um like MLS style soccer football yes they yes they are um pretty much that is like done deal when they say professional soccer team, it is not MLS. It's yeah. not FC. So it's not in the same league as Cincinnati Roval. This, to my knowledge, I haven't yeah. deep dived into it. So it is, it's a pro level program. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not on the same caliber of like uh, Louisville FC, Cincinnati FC. It's gotcha. not in that league. It's one step below it. But. That's a start. It's a start, right? Yeah, and like that's cool. They're, get, they're trying to figure out stadiums, that type of thing, how to do the funding. 
there's I think there's been a lot of ideas passed around about where to put a stadium or to renovate like a high school stadium or something. I don't know. They're still going over all that. But uh, that that should be interesting. I mean, people are trying to get pro sports in Kentucky. That's, it's that's be something, really exciting. right? People need to yeah. go out and support the legends. They're playing really well too. So, well, speaking of support, this has been awesome. Where can people come and support Rayvon? How can they follow up with your business? And, so it's uh, free. It's free. It's yeah, free. it's look at that. Free. So what is fantastic about this is that if you download this app, this is a free way to support a Kentucky startup. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, hey, I don't have any cash, whatever's going on, this is a free way for you to support a Lexington business. And so you can download it. It is free, again, free on Android and iOS. We're always going to keep it that way. We want everybody to be able to use it. You know, I don't want to have to pay to be able to talk to fans. So that's part of, you know, we're going to keep the platform free for everybody. So you can download it, you know, on your iPhone, your iPad, whatever tablet you have, you can get it everywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly, it's a great tool just to like keep in touch with people. Like, like I have friends that live in Atlanta and everything else. They're also UK fans. We went to college together, but they're on that doing like on the chats and everything too. And, you know, you see everybody, you talk back and forth. It's great. Um, but yeah, get in there, download the app. That's the best way to support us. Um, and we should have Co- it live. Big Blue Madness is tonight. Yes. So college basketball starting, guys. Yes. That was our first feature. It is the, or that was our first league. It's built out. It's ready to go. It's been tested. Yes. So <laughs> it, get it in the chat rooms well. <laughs> during the game for the Tennessee game, UK football. We want that chat to be crazy. So download it and get in there and talk with everybody. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. We can't wait for, for football to be built out, especially after this year for us. Sweet. Let's go. James, Brittany, this has been awesome. Everyone listening, go download Rayvon. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomeings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.